According according to urban legend, if you say same old sorry ass Rams three times in a mirror at midnight, Greg Papa appears and says, Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire. You spin right off the podcast starts now. Welcome everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. Oh my goodness. It is a new Sprint Red Option podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini, joined by everybody's favorite 49ers YouTuber. It is Jason Aponte wearing a Yankees hat, reminding people that he does support a franchise that cannot win. Uh, unlike the Niners, we're going to finish 17-0. Jason Aponte, how are you doing today? I don't know. How are the Giants doing? Uh, not great. Not great either, but that's okay. okay. I'm wearing a 49ers hat, sir. Uh-huh. My favorite team is a winner right now, not the Giants. Uh, listen, I just was going with the aesthetic. Navy shirt, Navy hat. Can't wear a black and red, you know? Can't throw off the aesthetics. I, I want to kind of go back to your cold opening. Mm-hmm. And I, I really yeah. want people to understand that we don't rehearse it. He never nope. tells me what he's going to say. So if you saw the reaction to him saying <laughs> Greg Papa was going to jump out uh, into the mirror, nope. um, just remember, I'm not from Cali. <laughs> I don't care about Greg Papa. I don't care much for him at all. Um, reaction. And, and I and just he is, did man. it on purpose. He yep. literally did it on purpose, man. I can't believe it. Hey, you know, I, I just wanted to it, it's Rams week, and something that we know happens during Ram Week is the 49ers win in the regular season. In the regular season, I wanted to try and get you to laugh a little bit before that's we, not making me laugh. No, no, okay. I let, let me let me think of a better one. I'll think of something better. I've got a better one for you. Okay, okay, okay. let's do it. Sounds to me like there is a bit of a wink-wink handshake agreement that at WrestleMania, it will be The Rock versus our tribal chief. Mm. Mm. We'll see. We'll see because he actually just uh, came out at SmackDown uh, and he interrupted Austin Theory. So I don't know if maybe it's a Austin Theory thing. Maybe that I think they're going to get some way somehow John Cena get involved because Cody Rhodes has got to finish that story. Finish the story. I'm He's trying to find finish a way. The story, man. I'm trying to find a way to use that so badly, whether it's in a reel or something on Twitter. Oh, um, it, it, if, if you don't notice, uh, it's about 2.40 in and we're stalling. Make sure that you guys like this video, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell for when we go live. And, uh, you know, subscribe to the Spring Right Option podcast wherever you get your podcast. But right now we're trying to let people fill in. See my mm-hmm. guy, Jim Everett. That's how you know it's Rams week. It's Rams week. Jim Everett's here, excited. Where's Marketing Pro? Where's all our guys? Where Where's all our guys? Man, I'm excited. Him. I'm excited for him. Rams Week. This is yeah, me too. This is this is a fun one. I feel like a lot of people are energized for it. Uh, the Niner fans obviously energized because they're winning against Pittsburgh. Uh, Rams fans excited because of their dominating win over the Seahawks. I think Niner fans are a little more juiced right now though because they know they're better than the Rams. Uh, and that'll probably play out on the field come Sunday. I don't know. Jason has other feels about that, but the, the, this podcast knows a few things. It knows in those quarterback controversy. It knows Jason mute blocks people, and it knows that the Niners beat the Rams not, not in people. the regular season. Not people, women. I don't. You know. Yeah. No, um, Look, I want to say something, and I know 49er fans don't want to hear this, but, man, I was really surprised when I popped on the tape and what I saw Mm -hmm. when I watched the Rams game um, against Seattle. No matter how you feel about the roster, and I don't think that there's anybody, even a Rams fan, that will tell you that their roster is better than the 49ers roster, 
watching Sean McVay dial up these plays and be able to have a quarterback execute them so well, there's still that factor in, in there. Right. And, and I was super impressed because they opened the game running the ball a ton. And when, not much success. yeah, but then they opened it up in the second half and they started slinging that thing all over the field. And, you know, obviously Puka Nakua was the, the big, uh, the big benefactor of that, but, it still points to the fact that no matter the discrepancy in roster, a good coach is going to play to strengths. Yep. And I don't care what anybody says. Like, you know, I know we make a lot of jokes about the Rams and stuff. Sean McVay is still a very good yep. coach, and he's still mm-hmm. a very good play caller who understands how to put his players in, in advantageous situations. I walked away from that game very impressed with Sean McVay, and yep. that entire week, was a showcase for the play callers, which was the athletics um, podcast. All four of the play callers went off. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, you know, McVeigh, Lafleur, McDaniel, and Shanahan. All mm-hmm. of them went off, and in different ways. And I think that's what makes all of this, you know, watching on the tape interesting because McDaniel does it because Tyreek Hill is unguardable. Um, yeah. You know, McVeigh was able to do it because Seattle, you know, has a very poor defense for sure. But he still was able to, to scheme things wide open for guys. With LaFleur, I, I think we were kind of discounting the fact that maybe Jordan Love might be good. Yeah. Um, and with, with the Niners, you know, Brock Purdy's operating this offense at a level that we haven't seen. So it's just interesting to dive into the tape because there's different ways. There's, there's many ways to skin a cat. And I was very surprised with the way McVay was able to scheme guys wide open, man. Yeah, and... and- it really comes down to, I mean, just looking at the box score, how weird of a game this was uh, for, for the Rams. 40 carries for 92 yards to 2.3 yard average. It's not good. But all three of their touchdowns came on the rushing tack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Stafford completed 24 of 38, 334 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And and, and that's, uh, to me, that, that's very telling of, of Sean McVay and how good he is because he wasn't able to draw anything up to get in the end zone, but he he got enough to where the the offense was able to get in the end zone, and that's really what it comes down to. I, I, as simple as it sounds, Jason, the scoring touchdowns very good thing, despite you know not having Cooper Cup, and I know he, Odell Beckham hasn't been on the team in a couple of years, but not having a guy like that, but the fact that he can draw up an offense, uh, Puka Nakua, ten receptions, one hundred nineteen yards, Tutu Atwell, six receptions, one hundred nineteen yards six receivers with Matthew Stafford under Sean McVay have gone for a hundred yards, Cooper cup, Robert Woods, Odell Beckham jr. And I'm forgetting the fourth one off the top and this of my one head. Too. That's all over the tape too, is Van Jefferson's mm-hmm. wide open for a huge gain. And, mm-hmm. and literally they left plays on the field. Yep. Yeah, no, they, exactly that too. And, and it's just, he, it, it's, it's, it, you can see it in the 49ers offense with, with, with McVay and, and, and all that is it's kind of the opposite is Shanahan's never really had the quarterback this year. You're going to see what McVay is going to do with not a lot of receivers because Cooper cup day to day, technically out for the first four weeks. We'll see what, what McVay really has to offer. And that almost like makes me more nervous about this game because it's just like, Oh, it's, no Cooper Cup on this offense. The defense has lost a lot of talent. It's it's Aaron Dott, and that almost makes me more uncomfortable about this game. I think, I think what you're afraid of is overconfidence, mm-hmm. because you you look at these two teams, and conventional wisdom would lead you to believe how how do they how do the Rams keep up in this game? Yeah, how 
especially when you look at their defense, it's literally Aaron Donald, Josh Johnson, and I can't even name, you know, many of them, right? Like, like guys who are, you know, I mean, I don't want to say they're bad football players at all, but it's just, they're not name brand football players. And then on offense, you know, Cooper Cup's not going to be there. Uh, you know, Cam Akers has been whatever, right? Like literally the names that you recognize, Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson, um, Tutu Atwell, like those are the guys that have been there. It just feels like how do the how do the Rams keep up in this game? And Vegas kind of feels the same way. And by the way, uh, you know, I know I didn't talk to Andrew about this, but we're going to start adding a new segment um, at the end of the show about uh, prop bets because I'm feeling really good. Because uh, I smoked all of my bets last week uh, on Niners Nation, I like literally swept right through them. So like we're gonna you, add that in there too. If you guys you know what's you know what's really funny is that I was thinking it's like man, he never really plugs his underdog stuff. We should start like I was having well, that thought this week. So look, we didn't even talk about this, and yet we both had the thought. So yeah, I like well, that. Underdog, we can do that as well, too. But the, the the article that I wrote last week about the three best bets going into Sunday against Pittsburgh, I actually Pittsburgh. wrote four, all four uh, hit. So if you if you listened and you you played those bets, and obviously in California you can't because we don't need to get into why. But, you know, if you're somewhere where you can bet, yeah, you know, like you, you should be making money. So we're going to add that, too, because I have thoughts about, you know, where you could go when it comes to what you should do in this game because I'm, I'm going to start taking my own advice because I didn't even take my own advice last week and I could have made some money. But look, again, if you look at the way Vegas is looking at this game, I think the, the Niners are eight-point favorites at, at – well, oh, I was about to say at home. I guess we should just make the joke at home um, in in uh, in SoFi. So it the thing that I think Andrew's trying to say is that he's not necessarily worried too much about, like, the game but the overconfidence of it. And it sounds like – something that just is too good to be true. Well, th- this is really the first time in the Shanahan era, if you think about it. Thank you for the donation, Paul. Jason needs to get back to hosting a fantasy chat. I'll get back to it. I got some good ideas. I got some good ideas for this week, too. Because, I mean, again, on State of the Franchise, I was like, man, I don't see how you can play Alexander Madison. Hopefully you guys listen, man, because, good God, he was awful on Thursday. Hey, J- Jason helped me get my one fantasy team to want to know this week. So there we go. My, <laughs> my team name is Arrest Aaron Donald. I don't – it's just – I'm in the league with a bunch of Rams fans. And remember, Aaron Donald beat that person – I forget who it was at practice last year. So he should still be suspended. Roger Goodell, I'm calling for it. Maybe this Sunday, good time to suspend him. Huh? Think about that. Um no, Jason, listen, seven-point favorite for the 49ers in Los Angeles. And can, can I actually give you uh, some numbers I looked up really quick? Uh, part of my part of my Niner Nation. We both write for Niner Nation, Jason. I don't know if you mentioned it. Um, I wrote my numbers to know article, and, and I mentioned the the 64 to 34. Th- wow, my math was horrible. 64 to 36% um, ratio of 49er fans to Rams fans at SoFi Stadium. I decided to look this up just because we all know that the Niners are 8-0, whatever. They've won how many consecutive games against the Rams. The Niners actually, if they win on Sunday, they'll have more divisional wins at SoFi Stadium than the Rams have divisional wins at SoFi Stadium. And the Niners only play one divisional game every year at SoFi. The Rams play three. Drop that, one, drop that one more time. Say that uh, one more time. That sounds like a stat that isn't real. So, so, so SoFi Stadium, built in 2020. Uh, the 49ers are 3-0 and in the regular season. Need to keep adding that little 
nugget because yeah. of a game we don't like to talk about. Niners yeah. three and zero in the regular season against the Rams. The Rams at SoFi Stadium against the NFC West are three and six. They were two and one in twenty twenty one. They are sorry twenty twenty one and two in twenty twenty one and 0 and 3 in 2022. So if the Niners win on Sunday, they'll have more wins against the NFC West than the Rams do at their own home stadium. That is an incredible stat. Yeah. And everyone in the chat yeah. is it, like honestly Andrew, honestly man, I feel like sometimes you don't ever get the credit. I always feel like you're the most underrated guy like in this whole sphere. That's incredible. Working on it. Yeah, That's no, incredible. it's it, it's it it, it, it only Did it already really... drop in the article. Yeah, it's in the article. Tweet that. Uh, I, I think I tweeted it out. I, I need to tweet it out if I haven't tweet already. Tweet that right now. It's like while that. I talk, when I um, let me ramble and you tweet that. Please. But yeah, no, Niners have a lot of Niners have a lot of wins at SoFi. That's crazy. That is and, and, crazy. And it works because SoFi is so new. Obviously, like it's it's if it was over 10 years, that number's gonna change. Los Angeles is gonna play more games at at home against the NFC West. But uh, for, the, for the first three years, the Niners have as many wins at home against the NFC West. So there you go. Uh, but but to the point that, that we were talking about before, we, we got that number out of the way. Um, this is really the first time in the Shanahan-McVay era it feels like the Niners are significantly better than the Rams. Significantly. Uh, because you got to remember that the Rams were very good when Shanahan was just building. 2020, or, you know, obviously 2019, the Niners were a little better. They go to the Super Bowl further in the playoffs. But this is the first time that, like, it feels like this Niner team is significantly better than the Los Angeles Rams. And so there you go. Yeah, that, that's it, my feel. It Even during the years that the Niners were better, it was marginally better. You know, um, again, we, we like to take a lot of, you know, make a lot of jokes and everything. And, and this week is like primarily been about shit talking um, as it is because this rivalry runs deep. <laughs> but for me, it really felt like, this is the time where I'm looking at this game now and I'm just asking questions like, I don't know how the Rams are supposed to keep up. Mm-hmm. Aside from, you know, the 49ers shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, it could be something like, it could be something to the effect of what we saw with the Vikings. Like the Vikings literally kept the Eagles in the game with four fumbles. Things like that can happen, right? Like yes, it's possible. Absolutely. Like, that, that absolutely can happen. But outside of something like that, this is the first time I've looked at a matchup with the Rams and the Niners. And I said, I don't know how the Rams are, are, are supposed to keep up in this game yeah. and what is supposed to happen. Like, what's the, what's the outcome? How's the, how does this happen? Where, what's the circumstances when this happens? I don't get that part. That's the first time that's happened. Mm-hmm. Whether we believe the 49ers were better years before or not, you always felt like it was closer than it is right now. And it, it's just, whether it's injuries, whether it's, you know, losing players to free agency, whatever it is, um, right now, just based on the, the the two rosters and the way that uh, the way that the 49ers, well, the Rams play very well too, as well. I just don't understand how they're going to keep up, and that, that's no. that's kind of like I think where Andrew's hesitance is. It's like, should we be out here just saying the Niners are going to win by twenty something points? Exactly. Yeah. Um. Or. Do we look at this objectively and say football's football and try to break this down, try to break this down unbiased? And or, I think that's the weird. Or as Jason Aponte would say, you never know with divisional games. Well, and that, that's the other scary thing, too. Uh, well, is, you know, when I that. say that about divisional games, it just that's CYA. That's covering my own ass, like honestly, like yeah. just in case. Because if you predict a blowout and it doesn't happen, then you get killed. But if you say a divisional game is weird and then it's a blowout, 
you just be like, yeah, it was just weird. Like, you know, like that's mm-hmm. just CYA, right? More than anything. Oh, you like, got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what 90% of this podcast is just me and Jason covering our own ass. Covering our own ass. <laughs> you know, hey, a lot of I thinks. Not like I guarantees. I think Brandon Ayuk is going to finish. I, I believe. Yards. It, I believe. This is what could happen. Uh, no, no. So, so it's a little bit of that. And maybe the one concern I have and kind of what Safford tried to do uh, against the the Seahawks was he used the middle of the field a lot and he actually targeted Kobe Bryant quite a bit, 10 targets in the slot. Uh, and that's that's a little bit of a concern for the 49ers right now because there's a lot of – remember that thing I talked about only keeping five cornerbacks and how if like one got hurt, where do you go from there? It, it's happened. Samuel Womack placed on the IR with an MCL injury uh, after practice on Wednesday, out six to eight weeks. So right now the 49ers only have four cornerbacks on the roster, one being a slot corner. My prediction, I'm guessing Quantrez Knight is the signing from the practice squad, right? To step in for Walmart. That's my guess because then you have three outside guys and two slot corners. So my concern is it's not necessarily the middle of the field for Stafford because he, I think he had like – it was a high percentage of his passes went to the middle of the field against Seattle attacking that linebacking core. I don't think you're going to have that much success – uh, against Fred Warner, who is really good. Fred Warner is pretty good at, at, at covering the middle of the field. So is Bobby Wagner. Maybe not in 2023. We'll see. Still early in the season. But how he attacks that slot corner of the 49ers, whether it be Isaiah Oliver, who I'm assuming who it is, uh, Jim Everett predicting a 35 to 22. Hey, man, he's feeling good. He's feeling excited. He's ready. I, I'm just happy he's here. I'm happy he's here too, man. I, I love all of our fans. I do. Uh, BNA, thank you very much. It's a big ask for the Rams. Uh, rookies to play this well, back-to-back road games. Only Colorado State will get dragged worse this weekend. Yeah, man, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not the biggest like Colorado fan, just because I don't no, know. I've never Colorado cared State. For Colorado he's not talking about. He's not talking about Colorado. Colorado ain't oh, yeah, getting dragged. Yeah. Colorado. No, no, no but, but yeah, yeah, no, no. I but I don't know why is Colorado State you would poke that bear. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not the yeah, biggest yeah. Colorado. I'm a Stanford. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've been Pac-12. I don't. I'm not a big yeah. Colorado. Fan. Oh, Dion. Dion's feeling but, it. He bought. Well, yeah. He what are you whole doing? Team sunglasses. It, it, that that score is going to be very one. Yeah. And Dion, I love the pettiness of Dion. Man, trust me. If I had to be a coach, I would be super petty like that as well too. Um, mm-hmm. I did want to kind of talk about Puka Nakua a little bit. Yes, go ahead. So, so yesterday he popped up on the injury report with an oblique injury. That's never good on a Thursday. Today it sounded like he practiced in a limited fashion. Sean McVay pretty much said, I think he's going to play. But a uh, big friend of the pod, uh, Matt Harmon and Reception Perception, he's doing something now that's, uh, you know, I, I love his work. I think he's great. He, he loves wide receivers just as much as I do. Um, Reception Perception is doing something now which is in-season charting. So he doesn't have the route tree and everything as well, too. But I did kind of want to point out the fact that Nakua wasn't exactly a Cooper Cup replacement. He felt more like a Robert Woods. And what I mean by that is, like, when that offense was humming with Robert Woods, and what I mean by that is the way that they lined him up. So he took 25.4 of his snaps from the slot, was in the backfield as a pre-snap, notion, uh, pre-snap motion option, 9.5%. He was on the line for 57.1% of his snaps and off the line for 42.9%. Now, the coverage type that he was seeing, and this is, again, Seattle, 35.1% of his routes were man. He had an 84.6 success rate. Zone was 64.9% of his routes, 70.8% success rate. And he got pressed 21% of the time, but he had an 87.5% success rate. Now, 
it's a one game sample size. That's not something yes. that's going to go ahead like and keep going. But Puka Nakua just kind of feels like really like he's he's somebody who can be a weapon because Sean McVay knows how to utilize that and the fact that Matthew Stafford can get him the ball. Now, look, is he 100%? I don't know. I mean, getting an oblique injury on Thursday, that doesn't feel right, like, you know, at this point. Sounds like he's going to play. But I thought it was interesting because mm-hmm. a lot of people think he's like a one-for-one exchange of Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup plays much more X than I think a lot of people give him credit for. Puka feels like he can do a lot more, and Sean McVay is going to find ways to put him in advantageous, advantageous situations. And, yes, Yankees, whoever you like, doesn't matter. They're probably not as good as the Yankees or not that good. So, you know, I see the Giants – uh, talking so about, probably, yeah, I see the Giants talking about, should we make the playoffs or fire everybody? Imagine like being in that predicament. Make the playoffs. Always make Imagine, the playoffs. Stop yeah. arguing what with are, each what other. Are we talking ridiculous, about ridiculous Stop. idea. Stop Don't make the playoffs so we can fire everyone. Especially in baseball. Reality. Especially in baseball too. That's very much like you get into the playoffs and you never know. Like like the Phillies were the Phillies supposed to make the World Series last year? No. Yeah. Or were the were the uh, who was the year before twenty twenty one? God, the Braves were the Braves supposed to make the World Series? No, like come on. Oh, there uh, he is. No, oh, what's up, Rosha? Shout out, Rosha. Love oh, Rosha. Sure I mean, you probably are, but make sure you're up to his channel as well too, man. He does incredible work, and uh, he said he can't wait to kick the Rams' ass. So, the Giants but, are in the wild card right now because the Yankees don't play in the <laughs> National League. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that's what the that's what the Giants exactly wanted in June when they were winning every game was to be talking about the last wild card spot. Yep. Uh, no, so we're talking football now, right? Football. football. Yes. Uh, you, you mentioned Nakua and and the cup comparison. It's kind of funny to, to see how how big of a game he had, but then Tutu Atwell also having that 119 yard game because that was kind of the the key to. The, the, the previous games, especially when the Rams had Odell Beckham, is because a lot of these wins were, yeah, Cooper Cup got 160 yards, but like Tyler Higby had 45. He was the next closest receiver to Cooper Cup. But the one game that the Rams win in the NFC Championship game, it was Cup and Odell who went off for 100 plus yards, and the Niners couldn't contain both. So like, it's almost on a smaller sample size. I'm not pretending like uh, Puka Nakua is like Cooper Cup yet. But and it's a smaller sample eight. size of like, hey man, let let Puka Nakua get whatever he wants. But like, you can't let Tutu Atwell or Van Jefferson or Tyler Higby also have an 100 yard game because yeah. that's where you're going to get in trouble. Beastmo Gaming, uh, we own the Rams. We will dominate. We healthy 30 to seven. I think that's a lot of the sentiment like from 49er fans at this point. And again, what Andrew was talking about earlier was not wasn't talking about like, oh, I'm scared to say things like that. It's just the overconfidence because Andrew kind of feels like I do, I think. I mean, and if I'm wrong, Andrew, please, uh, please, you know, I cut me off. Will. <laughs> things are going a little too well right now in 49er yes. land. Yeah. <laughs> in an off season in which we were literally killing each other, mm-hmm. literally ripping each other in half. It was literally the scene from Anchorman where everyone yep. was just like all fighting. And the 49ers go out there and they beat the shit out of the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road with no injuries to report that are no. major at all. And then we go into this game and it's like, damn, uh, this Rams team is inferior. Shit's just going too well right now, Andrew. Andrew Do you want- I don't know how. To, when's the dagger coming? When do, when does the rug get pulled out from under us at this point? Um, Shit shouldn't be going this well, man. No, no. 
it, it's it's scary. It's a little too quiet right now. So do you want to know what my biggest concern is? Like Andrew it. personal concern, and like no. this is a very much like knock on wood Andrew moment. Um, I can't watch the game live. Uh, it's I have a bunch of birthdays this weekend. My grandma's yeah. 90th birthday tomorrow. Shout out, Happy Grandma birthday. Norma. 90 years old. That's all she was. She wanted to get to 90. Um, and, and then uh, the reason I'm missing the game Sunday is uh, Jamie's mom. It's her birthday party. And so, so I can't watch the game live. I'm going to watch it when we get back home. I'm going to be in Oakland that day. Last year, week two, I couldn't watch the game live against the Seahawks because I had a wedding to go to. <laughs> And do we do we remember what happened week two last year? Yeah, against oh no, Seattle. And then, but then you add in the the second year quarterback making his second start as the established starter hole. Like, Andrew, and that's where I'm. Andrew. That's why I said I'm not saying it. Andrew, I, that's why I knocked on wood at the top. Andrew, knocked on wood at the top. You know what? I but, want that. I want those that, last few statements erased God, from the record. Erased, I want that. I want forgot. those. I want those but, stricken from the record. But it's that same thing. Like the only reason that thought came into my brain, it's like, man, things are going too good. Like we're not, we're not yelling about the quarterbacks right now, or we're not talking. Like, yeah, kind of a bummer that Colton McKivitz really struggled against DJ Watt. But like, the Niners won by what was it, twenty points, 30, 25 points, whatever it ended up being. So it, 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 yeah, I do. Trust me. Trust me. Hey, listen. I love the listen, comments. Comments. I love you guys so much. It's just in my brain. If I have to live with the thought by myself, I want to throw it out there. So I, I yeah, no, no, definitely. Look, I, if I, things look, if things don't go well, if things, if things don't go well, I will take the blame. I, I, I will hand up. I'll left hand up there. I say. No, oh, no, uh, no, no, no. We're not. Doing that. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> that's that's where Jason draws the line. Uh, yo, that's not it. Uh, yo, the, not the Andrew, comparison to last year that Andrew missed week two. How many times Andrew gonna troll me out. with that? How many times, man? And Beastmo Gaming again. Thank you for the donation, buddy. Cloud Nine, much LOL. Same, same here, but I am enjoying it. I'm trying to as well, but I just love the people that are just like, why are you saying this? Because <laughs> I forgot man. about that like completely. Because you literally just brought up and then you're like, I'm like, week two in Seattle. Did anything of note happen in that yeah. game? Oh that's right. Oh yeah. Oh, Something right. of note happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so but no, like to bring it back to Jason's point, things are things are vibing right now. Things are things are going really good in 49ers Twitter. And let's keep it like that. Like the more they roll, the better. And that's what I'm hoping. The fact that uh you know, I can even joke about uh, who was it? Was it Stats? Stats mentioned on his podcast today about 17 and 0 and and it's like, yeah, man, I want those vibes cuz Oh, well, all right. So, all right. But he said Regular right, season streak. Regular season. I took a streak. lot of context away. I just heard 49ers 17. No, he said regular season streak, but the Niners have to go like 15 and 0 to like break. But, okay, yeah, yes, right, you're right. Dude. Yes. The regular season streak. That's what he was talking about. Yes, you're absolutely right. But but the 15 and 0, like if you're if you go 15 and 0, you might as well go 17 and 0. Am I right? Hey man. Um, Go hey, to bro, more was, ast- go to more Astros games so they can lose. Like do that. I was, can, like I, was I would send you money saying go to more Astros games and just make sure they lose, Rochelle. Uh, like honestly. Uh, no, I I I love it. I, I'm excited. But no, just just the idea of stats like talking about like, yeah, going 15 and 0, like it, it just feels like it, it could be in the realm of possibilities of man, that's where I want 49er Twitter to be. Not yelling about the quarterback, but talking about <laughs> being 15 and 0 in December. You know how Bro, amazing this podcast Jesus. would be with a 15 and 0 49ers team? Hold on, Rosa went to the Seattle and Miami game. Good mm-hmm. God. <laughs> but Rosa, if you want to put a positive spin on it. It gave birth to and to, to Zachary's donation. We might as well just take it. Brock Purdy Super Bowl MVP train, get on board. I mean, yeah. 
yeah, that's yeah. it. You know, well, I, that's the thing. I've had people ask me like, when do you when do you think JKBG? I love you. Hey Andrew, could you hang out around my ex wife for like a week or so? Want to see something? Uh, let's just get through Sunday first before we, we talk about Jesus. It's only a one time. He's gonna thing. be alive come Sunday. <laughs> I think Jason's broken. I, oh, yeah, I think you yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Jason. This, this, this podcast off the rails right now. We, we've crazy. gone sideways. This, this is what happens with the divisional games too, Jason. Is I feel like I feel like we 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 talk. These are the only teams we talk about twice every year. Like, how many more interesting insights can we have on the Niners Rams? I'm outside? trying to be. I'm trying to be insightful as opposed to all that. But man, I, it's just. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about where the Niners are. That that's that's all I'm saying. But oh yeah, no, no. The question of Purdy of like when do we decide like hey, it's not a small sample size any anymore, and and when do we decide he's the real deal? And like, I kind of just want to like say now, but I don't want to have that homer take because like we we mentioned it earlier this week that like Brock Purdy just has this feel and this this look. And, and, and it's something that I haven't felt or seen with a Niners quarterback in a long time. And there's something to it. Now, whether it's a mirage or not, I don't know. It's eight games. It's very small sample size. But, like, I don't know. Maybe we are comfortable at this point. Yeah, you know what? Look, it's 30 minutes in. We've we've been as objective as we can be. Can be unbiased. Yeah. Let's talk shit. I don't God. see how the I don't see how the Rams are going to keep up in this game. I really no. don't. Aside no. from the 49ers absolutely barfing on themselves. Yeah. I mean, think about this. And Steph put this stat out there and I didn't even like think of this. It's not even necessarily a stat, it's just a fact. The Rams have never faced Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, or Brock Purdy all together. Yeah. Uh I mean, look, if we want to be unbiased and we want to be, okay, concerns, okay, concern. Here it is. Spencer Burford against Aaron Donald. Yes. Concern. Big concern. Because yeah. I'll tell you what, Daniel Brunskill is not walking through that door. And Aaron Donald is a game wrecker. He can be. But... I don't expect the 49ers to walk into this game not knowing that. Yeah. Right? It's not like the 49ers are going to get out there and they're going to be like, oh, wait, that 99 guy is really good. How did we not account for him? Who's he? He may not know who Debo Samuel is, but the 49ers know who Aaron Donald is. So they'll find a way to neutralize that. I've got the 49ers winning this game like 35 to 17. And I don't even know how they get to 17. I'm just trying to be generous. Yeah. Seriously, that either that has to be a time where the game's out of hand and they're and you know, again, everybody wants, you know, Kyle Shanahan to substitute all the players like when they're up. But you know, there's only 53, and I don't, you know, I can't do math. There's only 53 men on the roster. You can't uh you can't substitute everyone. Yeah. Right? Some guys gotta be out there and play. Yeah. But I just I'm done. Look, it's Friday, 845. We're feeling good. I don't see how the Rams keep up in this game. I really don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like, I don't get how they do it. And all the praise that I gave to Sean McVay is all true earlier about Mm -hmm. understanding how to scheme guys open, understanding defenses. I had a pleasure breaking down that Rams-Seattle tape. had a pleasure. It was great. But come on, man. 
Yeah. What are we doing here? Like at this point. And I hear Avery in the other room. Andrew, you got it for a little bit. I will be right back. All right. Well, yeah. And 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 to Jason's point, to me, the thing that concerns me the most, at least from the side of the the LA Rams, is is 40 rushing attempts for 92 yards. I, I don't know if that's going to happen against the 49ers. I don't think the 49ers, the 49ers are fine against the run. I just have a hard time believing that you can come into, I almost call it Levi Stadium. It's not Levi Stadium. It's Levi Stadium South. You can't go into a game against the 49ers and just one-dimensional your way through it. The Niners have too much talent on the defensive side of the ball. And and it, it's kind of crazy, too, that that – Nick Bosa just really dominates the the Los Angeles Rams. And that's the thing that Seattle was really, really missing was, was pass pressure. Matthew Stafford wasn't sacked once against Seattle. Seattle's defense was only credited for 11, um, with 11 pressures. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. There's marketing pro. There's marketing My pro. Boy, it, it, it ain't Rams week until you pull up. Miss bro. you, marketing pro. And no disrespect to Jim Everett, who we love, but Jim Everett's always here, man. Marketing pro, it's good to see you, man. Good to see you. It's been a while. It's what been a good, while. What a good win in week one. Yes. Way to whip on the Seattle Seahawks. I yes. enjoyed breaking down that offensive tape yes. because Sean is really good at what he does. Good to see you, but we're going to beat the shit out the Rams this week. <laughs> uh, I'll say just to let you know. We love you, Marketing Pro, though. Thank we you, do thank love you, you for though. stopping by. Shout out thank to Thank you, you for stopping by. Uh, no, but Jason, I was just talking about how, like, probably why the Rams were decently successful against the Seahawks was their, their, their lack of pass rush. 11 pressures for the Seahawks. Didn't sack uh, Stafford once. The Niners in the nine games since drafting Nick Bosa have only uh, – shout out, shout out to Batman. Sammy says – Sammy Zane, Sammy Zane, Sammy Zane. Oh, Sammy Zane. Oh, hey, man. There, that's me. Okay, I got yeah, it. I got yeah, it. I got yeah. it. I got 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 it. Uh, in the nine games that the Niners have had since they drafted Nick Bosa, they finished with 11 or fewer pressures against the Rams four times. But two of those times, Nick Bosa wasn't playing in 2020. So in the seven games that the Niners have had Nick Bosa, they've gotten to the quarterback, including last year, week four last year. 30 or 35 pressures, 14 alone by Nick Bosa. I, I think a lot of why the Rams had success against Seattle, even with the lack of run game, is Seattle wasn't pressuring the quarterback. The Niners have too much talent on defense to allow the Rams to get away with 2.3 yards per carry while throwing the ball for 300 times or throwing the ball for 300 yards. That pass rush is too good to let that happen. And there's too much star power in this defense to even let anything close to that happen. That's why I think 17 might be a touch high. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to just – I'm trying to, like – I guess 17 is me accounting for weird stuff. That's fair. Like a kickoff return. That's fair. Uh, You know, possibly like a, a fumble recovery for like a touchdown. Like, you know, the Locked On Rams folks predicted Rams win 27-24. Hey, look, play to your crowd. Play to your crowd. Yeah. Are they, are they supposed to – are they supposed to say well- – are they supposed to say, hey, uh, the Rams have no shot in this one. I don't want you to listen to this podcast. Like, they, they've got to play to their, their crowd. I understand. Well, what was our joke last year? We were 13 and four picking 49er games last year. Yeah. Yeah. Or was I'm one or was it, we're, was we're one and oh. Yeah, we're one and oh. We're one and oh picking the 49ers every week. My guess is we'll be, we'll be two and oh after this weekend. 
I'm trying to find the Niners record from yeah, we were uh 13 and four. That's what the Niners finished last year, right? And we were, you know, 13 and five. If you count yeah, we were 13 and five. No, regular yeah. season, regular season. This okay. is the regular season. But but look, no, seriously, the outcome the outcome of this game, right? We talk about this all the time in the NFL. Rosters are one thing, coaching is one thing, right? Like you still have to play the game. Mm-hmm. I just have such a hard time. I have a hard time right now figuring out how the Rams like make it like in this game. I really have a hard time outside of things that are crazy. And um, I think they're asking Andrew for the stat one more time because marketing pros here. Oh yeah. Um, They're asking for it one more time. It's such a good stat that it deserves to be read. I I didn't think it was real. I I, I've triple checked it, but yeah. In the three years since SoFi stadiums been built, the 49ers have three wins against the, the NFC rest. We'll call it the Rams because that's the only team they play in the NFC West at SoFi Stadium. Uh, the Rams, however, have three wins at SoFi Stadium themselves uh, uh, against the NFC West, which is the Niners, Cardinals, and Seahawks. So in three times the games, the, the, the Niners are three fewer times the games. The Niners have as many wins against divisional opponents at SoFi Stadium. That's it's almost yeah. it's almost a stat that doesn't make sense. It's almost a stat that you can't believe is true yeah. because you get to play. What is it? Three, three divisional mm-hmm. games per year. Uh-huh. And you've only won three. Mm-hmm. That means Kyler Murray's gone in there. Uh, Russell Wilson, whoever is uh, Geno Smith, they've gone in there and they've, I, they they didn't win a game at home against the division last year. I, I, I it boggles the mind. Yeah, it literally yeah. boggles the mind. And, and, and if the Niners, if the Niners win this on Sunday, and Seattle beats the Rams in Los Angeles, and the Cardinals somehow, I don't think the Cardinals, I don't think the Cardinals win any game this year, to be honest. No. Uh, but if the Cardinals somehow beat them, we could be talking about this next year. The Niners have more divisional wins in SoFi, with in four <laughs> games, and the Rams having twelve. Well, uh, twelve Cali eighteen says not really fair because the 49ers don't have to play the 49ers at SoFi. Well, yeah, that's 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 very, very true, point. very true, that's, very true. 100% that's a great, great point. 100%. I didn't think about that is that, that is an incredible counterpoint. Who would win in a game? Who would the win if the 49ers played the 49ers or the 49ers at SoFi? Who would win at so? I would I would probably say the 49ers win. Yeah, I, I yeah. would say the 49ers probably. Yeah. yeah. They eke out a three-point win yeah. against the 49ers. I, I can't think of a better way to pivot the Hoomps Revenge game. Uh, I love and it. I think, Go we for it. I oh, think we got one. Oh, it's the biggest one. Am I wrong for only uh, having one? I mean, I'll think, but yeah. I know one off the top of my head. I know I one I, off I, the I've top been of my head. Go for it. And, and, and hopefully Brian Allen doesn't have a bad game because then he'll step in later in the game. It's a Kello Witherspoon. Is he going to play? I don't know. That question. DK that DK Metcalf um, hit has really injured him. Um, but yes, it's obviously a Keller Weatherspoon. It is. Um, uh, Andrew, yeah. Hey, what's Andrew's channel? Is what Boomerat is asking. Oh yeah, man. It's uh, just my name. I know. I told you guys that like I was gonna start using that more, and then I didn't. I'm I'm planning to move here at some point in the future. And when we move, that's when things will get rolling. Nathan, the current. Oh, Jesus. Let me know, Nathan. Let's save this. Let's mm-hmm. save this one. Maybe I think Avery's asleep. 
Okay. Andrew, After Dark, I want to I want to kick After Dark with this one off. I can I can give you 15 to 30 minutes of After Dark. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Because your boy Nathan, has to go Nathan, to Santa Rosa. hold on now. to that thought. I start it. Once we get done with this, we will get into After Dark, and I want to start with this because there was a stupid fucking take on, on 49ers oh, Twitter no. about, about Joe Montana like oh. not being able to be good in today's game. Um, oh. And I, I, I think it kind of underlies that as well, too. Okay. But I, and, I like and, and, Nathan, what I'm going to ask you is I want you to specify which team from the 80s not and and if it's a compilation of the '80s team, like you know, like then that's different. I need to know all of those things. But Nathan, get all that ready for us, and I promise you, we'll kick off after dark with that. But yeah, that's great. Look, Andrew. Bottom line is this: if the San Francisco 49ers are the team that we believe that they are, if the San Francisco 49ers are the team that the national media has now chose to absolutely ride. You know, Richard Sherman, everybody at, at the top of everybody's power rankings, then they should smash the Los Angeles Rams this weekend. No questions asked. Does it mean that if they win this game barely that, that that's an indictment? No, but we would need to watch the game to understand that contextualize. Because mm-hmm. what I mean by that is the Philadelphia Eagles didn't look great this past, this past Thursday. They didn't look great. They look a little out of sorts. And how much of that is Shane Steichen? How much of that is early early season stuff? I don't know yet, right? Mm-hmm. A week two game is not indicative of where a team is going or where they will be, right? Yep. But I do want to make sure that we don't let the 49ers off the hook here because if the 49ers are the team that we think they are and they're scoring 30 points a game and Brock Purdy is throwing two touchdowns per game, they should win this game handily and going away. Yeah, no, and I'm actually looking up the schedule because because you mentioned it. If the 49ers are who we think they are based off of of what we saw in week one, really the only teams at this point that concern me are the Cowboys, the Bengals. We'll see where Jacksonville is when they play each other in November. I'm going. And the Eagles, right? Outside of that, if the Niners play like who – Maybe the Ravens on Christmas. The Day. Ravens. It depends. I don't know but what. Like, I don't know what the Ravens are right now. But if the Niners play like they they can every week, only five teams on their schedule scare me. The Rams, very much not one of those teams at this point. And and it's and it's not it's not no Jimmy G Rams Nation. Hey man, that's that's another good point. Hold on, me. hold on. Just let it. Let's put it out there about Jimmy G. Jim, the Spring Ride Option Podcast predicted that the Raiders were going to beat whoever was their week one opponent. And it just happened to be Russell Wilson. And and you know why that was because Jimmy G has fucking moxie. He makes his defense play better. He makes enough plays. He is a winner. He is a winner. Jimmy G shout out. Shout out to you, buddy. Shout Shout out to Jimmy G, man. That was incredible to watch because I think Raiders fans got their first glimpse of the Jimmy G experience. Andrew. Yeah. And I, oh. I was not surprised at all. Oh, yeah. Injured, comes back in the game, throws a horrible interception, mm-hmm. finds a way to win the game at the end, and then you look around like, and then what is everybody saying after the game? Uh-huh. That's our guy. We love him. Dude, He's a I, gamer. I was like, holy shit. Ha- where have I seen 
yeah. this movie before. I, I my fan, I'm oh, not my fan, my softball team that I'm on, uh, with a shout out Alex, KCRA, all that. We're doing softball this year. Um, <laughs> but we got a couple. Jimmy G was a Rams killer. Glad he's gone. That, hey, week, man. that week 17 hey. game, man. That That's my favorite Jimmy G game. In the game. back of their I'm head. Sorry. That is week my 18? favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite but, Jimmy um, G game. Being that being down but, and winning um, with the bum shoulder and the on the thumb to get into the playoffs nonetheless. Yes, um, but but uh, I got a couple of Raider fans on my softball team and, and camp preseason. They're both just uh, you know Jimmy G. It's whatever. Like I like Derek Carr. Blah blah blah. And I told them both, it's like, man, listen. Here's the thing about Jimmy G. Is you're gonna win a lot with him, but he's never gonna be the reason you win. And it's kind of this perplexing thing. It's this weird thing and, where, like, you win games when he starts. But he's never the reason. But he's not the main reason. Yeah. And and so I see them on Tuesday for softball because we play every Tuesday. And they just both go, yeah, you're right. Like, I love him. And I'm like, yeah. 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 Everyone does. He's All gimmick, of them. dude. Look, grab a beer with Jimmy G? Hell yeah. Uh, oh. Rally around Jimmy G? Hell yeah. All of that. Everything is true. But – Half of football is that. Half of football is that. Being able to get, like, being able to get people to, to rally for you and fight for you. Yeah. That's what Jimmy has. Yeah. It's it, it's not yeah. that he's handsome. He's just a guy. He's a dude. I think, I think, I think, you know, it should be a new Spirit Ride Option podcast rule for the preview episodes is when we get to Jimmy Garoppolo conversation, predictions. Because we've uh, we've reached we've reached the Jimmy Garoppolo portion of the podcast, so we need to move on to the predictions portion. Jimmy G was the Ringo star. Andrew, do you get this reference? Jimmy G is the Ringo. That's the Beatles. The Beatles. I know it's the Beatles, right? Like, but like, I know one of the members. Paul McCartney was another Beatle. Listen, bottom line. Look, not John David. I love I love who we are right now with Brock Purdy. I love the offense that we are. But I do also kind of miss like seeing that guy walk up to the podium and like talk after the game, after they win, you know. Yeah. And then and then we get on a podcast and we're just like, damn, two of those throws were really bad. But damn, two of those throws were really fucking good, man. And we're just like, and they found a way to win. Like, yeah. like it's just yeah. it is perplexing. Jimmy G is like the enigma that I cannot figure out. And why, no matter where he goes, they find a way to win games. I just, I, I don't know what it is, man. Josh Jacobs came back because he was like, "I'm not passing up a season to not play with Jimmy Garoppolo." Dude, like, what are you? Are, are he you is insane? the best handoffer of the ball in football. You know, that's what miss Niner you, buddy. Miss you, buddy. Miss, miss you, man. Miss uh, you, man. Yeah, Niners by a lot. That's my prediction. I don't think this game is going to be particularly close. And, yeah. and as I said, it's nothing. It's not an indictment on the Rams and who I think they are and Sean right. McVay and Matt Stafford. They're great. It's just this is the furthest these two franchises have been in terms of Niners being better than the Rams. And even when the Rams were slightly better than the Niners in 2021, the Niners go 2-0 and against them in the regular season. Uh, the Niners win this game. If I have to throw out a number, 31, give me a Jake Moody field goal up in there to 10. Uh, 35-17. I just yeah. I I don't want to put I'm gonna give you 17 just because uh football stuff. Um Susan Wallman, who's a big um you know commentator for the Yankees, says you know him uh her and uh what's his name? The guy uh it is high, it is far John Sterling. Um 
That's baseball. Ball, Susan. That's, yeah, that's baseball, Susan. That's football, Andrew. Um, so 17 points, you know, that's where I'm at. Um, the 49ers will walk away with this game, and, and I think we're not gonna have too much to worry about in this game. And also, the only thing that's gonna worry me is just like, damn, two weeks of like, okay, everything's fine. Like, what are we walking into for Thursday like, night football? Like, you know, oh with the Giants on, on a short week. Oh, next week's gonna be crazy. Oh, hey, should man. we lay that out real quick and then we'll go to we'll go to uh, after dark? Yeah, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Friday to be determined because I actually I have next Friday off because well, EAFC 24 is coming out and I took the day off to play it all day. But podcast first, so I can podcast anytime next Friday. Friday, yes, I will be in Cali oh. after going to the home opener. Oh. So whatever time you want, buddy. Huh. Whatever time you want. Same coast. Wow. Same coast. 4:30 a.m. You said whatever time. 4.30 a.m. Eastern means that's 1.30 a.m. No, Pacific time. No, I'm talking 4.30. I'm going to get up at 4.30 in the morning tomorrow. Oh, if you're talking 4.30, if you're talking 4.30 no, West Coast time, 7.30, that means Averly's been on my neck for an yeah, hour. That's, like, that's what are you you're, you're what more you mean? I'm a what? dad. If you're going to be awake that early tomorrow, me and Jordan, we're going to be live tweeting the Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Liverpool. Peacock, I can tell you. Get on the cock, I can tell you. I can tell you of all the things that I will be doing on Saturday morning, that will that will be the the, the thing I will not be doing. I'll be awake. If you need to text me at 4.30 in the morning tomorrow. All right. I'll be awake. I'll be awake. All right, Jason, let's get out of here. Let's do, uh, let's yep. do After Dark. You want to do After Dark? Yeah, we got to get right to that question. Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go fucking Niners. Oh, the Grandy Man can. <laughs>